This episode is brought to you by Patreon, specifically the Comic Pop Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash comic pop and find out more about how you can keep the lights on here at Comic Pop. And don't worry, we've got plenty of fun rewards, including early access to videos and weekly updates about what's happening here at the studio. That's patreon.com slash comic pop. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. A mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a crusader for law. Hey everybody, welcome off the rack of Sal. And I'm Tiffany. This is a comic book review show where we take books in the past week, recap, review them, let you know what we thought about them, and then give you recommendations of books that come out this week we think you should pick up. Uh, welcome to Comic Pop. If you're new, we're going to be giving a uh, giveaway right now. Uh, there's a number of things actually at the front of the show we're going to talk about. First of which is, you could win a trade paperback and a sticker if you watch the show and use the hashtag bloodshot in the chat right now. So if you're watching this afterwards, I'm sorry, you'll have to skip ahead. But uh, <laughs> for those of you who are watching right now, you're in for a treat because we're doing a little giveaway. So uh, the good people at Valiant wanted us to let you know that uh, the you can win uh, at least this copy of a trade paperback from Bloodshot Book 1. That's the first several issues of the latest Bloodshot series, uh, which you can pick up. Um, actually, it'll be on sale pretty soon, and it'll be available uh, for you as soon as you win. Yeah. Uh, it's by Tim Seeley, Brett Booth, uh, Aldelso Corona, Andrew Dalhouse, and Dave Sharp. Uh, this will be on sale on Wednesday for about 10 bucks, but you can get it for free if you uh, are randomly selected by participating in the chat right. by using the hashtag bloodshot um basically uh if you're not familiar with bloodshot it's a fun little like relaunch of the title uh if you're looking to get into bloodshot for the movie mm -hmm. um this uh, there's another bloodshot collection that'll give you kind of context for what the story's about for the movie right but this is to get you on the ground floor of like a currently running bloodshot book that we think is kind of awesome looking brett booth's art is on full display it looks incredible and the book itself is super kinetic super fun and uh it's it's exactly what i would hope to get from a bloodshot book right and so if you're digging bloodshot or if you're you're thinking about jumping in you couldn't do worse than getting the first trade of the first several issues of this run <laughs> so uh yeah you can win this at some point during the show when you do win not only is this a valiant giveaway it's also a comp op giveaway so you're gonna get probably one or two of these uh these fine things that the lovely and talented tiffany's holding uh, we have stickers that are of high quality and also uh, highly sculpted you you created these you designed these uh and made them specifically cater for the comp op viewing audience um they are of course speech bubbles that feature two of our most infamous or famous quotes which you can of course find uh actually this is not for sale anywhere you can't get these stickers unless you met us at new york comic-con this past year um we're going to be making them available in the future but if you want these stickers or if you want this trade or if you want both uh use the hashtag bloodshot during the show you can win it <laughs> you could be in it to win it um yeah that's not how that works my favorite quote from ethan uh and then he ran even faster. I don't know who that's referencing, but whoever it is, it's pretty funny. Uh, and of course... Are you being sarcastic? I'm being sarcastic, oh, okay, cool. obviously. <laughs> talking about uh, Quicksilver. Yes. And I play Comic Pop, or watch, or YouTube, whatever. We wanted to do something kind of fun and, and whimsical with the, with the heart con uh, conceit. So anyway, uh, check that out. Participate, and we'll get into the comics uh, lickety split by the way uh so this episode is sponsored by valiant thank you for doing this uh this giveaway thank you very much to valiant for giving us a copy and for 
setting out one for you guys out there. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention is that it's also sponsored by viewers like you. Those of you who are watching the show right now can sponsor the show by using the Super Chats to ask a question or make a comment, and we will read it here on the program, and the proceeds will go directly into the machine that is Comic Pop. Uh, things are crazy and uncertain, but... This studio is still here after two and a half years. Uh, the rent went up, but uh, it's still hey, here. Hey, it's still here. <laughs> uh, but I'm very happy with it. I'm actually building an entire section just for tr- uh, back issues. Not the show and not the trade paperbacks behind me. Actual floppies. Yeah. I'm going to make it look the most like a sweet comic book store as I can. Uh, I also don't know if we're ever going to shoot anything there. I just, I just want to use it as a kind you, of like you library. You just want it. I just want it. Because right now they're all against the wall and... Doesn't make any sense. You can't really get to them. But I really like the idea of going into a room and being like, "Oh, here they all are." I'm also I bought a HEPA filter to help to keep it kind of like clean and fresh. And Yay! Nice. Exciting. I know a lot of things happening, and you can help to make them happen by using the super chats. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna check in throughout the show to remind you to win this and these. So hashtag Bloodshot. Anyway, um, yeah, that's it. Oh, uh, also by the way, uh, this Wednesday. Not only will this trade be available, but you can also get the second issue of Rye, which is relaunched, and the last issue of Dr. Mirage, which uh, I know that you were a fan of that character. Yes. So uh, check those out if you are uh, catching things on Wednesday. We'll talk more about that at the, uh, later on. <laughs> if you're buying comics on Wednesday, I Yeah, don't if know. you're buying comics, I don't know, whatever, what, whatever, <laughs> whatever. So let's jump into it. Uh, the first book I want to talk about... Is Justice League? Uh, I don't know why I want to talk about it. It's yeah, more that well, I'm going to talk that. about it. Well, because it's because it's Jorge Jimenez, man, and he's great. <laughs> he's great, man. He's great, man. man. Uh, well, here's the thing. Okay, man. so uh, I, I saw Scott Snyder tweet the other day that he really, really wants to do like a sequel to Dark Knight's Metal. What? And I'm like, yeah, you did that, man. It's called your entire run since Dark Knight's Metal. Yeah. Like. Perpetua is the mother of Barbatos. Give me a friggin' break. Throw me a frickin' bone here. <laughs> but uh, anyway, this Doom War has been going on way too long, and it's finally, forgivably, almost over. <gasps> almost? This Literally, it's almost been over, I think, for like a hundred days. It, like it feels like Tom King's Batman run, where it just won't stop, despite there being a termination date. Just Like 37 is written by Scott Snyder with art by Jorge Jimenez. The art is incredible. And the story is fun. In quotes. Here's the thing. Is that a Starro? Uh, yes. Well, of course, that's Jaro. Uh, Batman retained a Starro and, like, raised it from birth. So And it... he put it in a jar. Hence Jaro. And ironically, he called it Jaro. Yes. He doesn't, he doesn't quite comprehend that, that it's not a good name. But... No, but Jaro doesn't care. And Jaro talks like a 10-year-old boy, and he calls Batman Daddy. And it's, like, really kind of tragic and sad. His his greatest wish, uh, apropos of the Sixth Dimension story arc, was to become a Robin. I was going to say, Batman's all into this. He's like, wait, you don't have any parents? That's great! Me I, either! Okay, all, all right. All the dark-haired all... boys I take, all you need is dark hair yeah. and to look just like a miniature version of me, and we're all set. It, 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 but if you don't, but you're colorful. Right. And, and that's, that's exactly... That's, that's equally important. That is, yeah, I slap just an equal. R on you, we're good. Right? I'm surprised you didn't call him, like, no, it, it's really hard to make that work. It, it doesn't work. Anyway, <laughs> boy, so Batman uh, turns the Hall of Justice into a mech suit to fight the Legion of Doom's mech 
building and the legions, uh, the hordes, if you will, of, uh, of, of doom-addled monsters that are under the thrall of Lex Luthor, who is, of course, a disciple of Perpetua, the greatest character ever created. The greatest wonder of them all. Indeed. Uh, so the idea here is that, like, the idea here is... Do they is... hold hands and sing? Do they hold hands and sing? They don't sing, but, like, they hope really hard. Like the end of every Scott Snyder team book I've ever read in my life. Um, the, the, the rest, everyone else has been suckered into going and fighting the, the, the monsters. Which Losers. makes for, like, a pretty cool splash page, by the way. Jimenez is just, like, crushing it and proving that no matter what book he's ever on, it'll be a book that I buy. Oh, hey, is that Swamp Thing back there? Yeah, of course it's Swamp Thing out back there. Um, yeah, he made it. Spoilers. He's fine. Or Snyder doesn't give a shit. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so anyway, the uh, the Justice League hold hands and hope uh, and try to, like, get rid of the, I don't know, doom signal in the sky that's making everyone miserable and sad enough to make Perpetua want to destroy everything. Uh, Perpetua starts destroying more realities. Remember, she destroyed the Gotham by Gaslight universe. Right. Uh, she's also destroying another universe, uh, Earth-44. Um, where everyone has pipes yeah well there's a dude no it's a metal man universe but like <laughs> no. the point is like uh, the universe the planet's gonna get destroyed and then she's like wait a minute um, my 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 sons the monitor and the other retcon guy that Snyder invented yeah. uh, who hits a hammer on an anvil and creates rea realities or whatever um, he won't be relevant when when Snyder's off the book right uh, he, those two really important characters are talking with like Shaira and uh, well Kendra Hall I should say mm -hmm. and uh, their son from an alternate reality where he's definitely not their son mm -hmm. uh, that is to say she and Martian Manager right um, uh, they're He's not strong enough to, like, hit the anvil and, like, create a reality. But he is strong enough to use his, like, an his his hammer uh, to hit the planet that Perpetua threw at them. And, the, the, and striking that would create a portal which would allow Kendra and Shane to join the Justice League. And, like, hopefully their hope combined will, will solve the problem. Uh, their hope does combine and we get a last page reveal that is exactly like the last several last page reveals, which is the Justice League think they're going to win. Then they don't right at the last second. And then they hold out a little longer. And the last page reveal is that they're like, Oh my God, we're totally going to win this. And now they're glowy. And now they're glowy. Um, you know, criticism aside, it's, if you love Justice League, this is a fun story that will not stop. And if you're, like, on board, then you don't want it to stop. I, I know that, like, there are a lot of people who complain about, like, those endings that never ha that never stop, like Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. I was not ready for that movie to be over. Right. And thankfully, Peter Jackson met my demands yeah, by giving me six different endings. He's just like, yeah, hang on. I got you. Right. Which is fair. I got you. That's fair. Uh, with, with and, and if you love this run, then this is, like, the 12th ending for you. And you're like, yes, more. Just draw it out a little longer. Uh, but that being said, eh, you know. Yeah, it seems like a big old, huh? And we're wrapping up his run. Like, this will be Snyder's last, I think, story for Justice League. Like, I think he's out after this. Um, he's not leaving DC, obviously. Wait, there's only so many times you guys can hold hands and hope. That, just because he's leaving Justice League doesn't mean they're not going to do that. Damn it. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's fine. It's fun. It's cool. Like, again, like, don't get me wrong. You know, it's a fun story. It's just, it, I, I wish it were 
I don't know, more nuanced. I wish it were cooler. I, I, I wish that everyone got, like, for as many characters as there are, like, nobody gets, like, a really... There are only a few people who get really, really big, cool moments. And the, mm-hmm. the bigger the cast gets, the more everyone gets marginalized. So it's, meh. It's just, it's just, it's just meh. And I'm not alone in thinking this, but, like, you know, I will be when the comments come. Uh, as if he had helping us out in the super chat, thank you very much. Eat that horse, continuing to consume equines, saying literally only X-Men book I've ever read was the original giant size X-Men, which came my X2 DVD when I was 13. Could I jump in with Dawn of X or are there certain runs I should probably read first? There's always runs you could read first, but I would recommend Hawks and Pox. Um, Dawn of X, you could jump in without any, without much context because like the context is the mutants have an Island, everyone's friends. And despite the fact that like they've conquered death, everyone's really upset that professor X died. So it's like, what? But, uh, at the same time, um, you could always fill in the gaps by being like, what are they talking about? Whenever they reference things, like when those, when those key characters are talking about something, you're like, what's that? You can go and, and find those. Yeah. I would ask any X-Men fan you have and they have a thousand suggestions for you. X-Men. Yeah. X-Men. Um, <laughs> Somnus says, I don't know if this is late, but happy anniversary, guys. Y'all are some of the most hardworking folks I've seen. Uh, hope for nothing but great things for you both. Well, thank you very much, Thank ha- you Somnus. so much. Uh, actually, in, in point of fact, Tiffany and I are celebrating our second wedding anniversary today. Right now. Right now. With in you. Point of fact, we, had a, we had a very special dinner last night. We're we going to have another special dinner tonight. We are? Um, well, it'll be special because it'll be, you know, with you. Yay. <laughs> But uh, yeah, thank you very much for the for the celebratory thank congratulations. You, I do appreciate sweet. it, man. Thank you, thank you. Uh, but we wanted to. We were figuring, you know, we'll do the dinner last night. That way, we can do the show today. Yeah. Uh, because you know, uh, Valentino G, happy anniversary, you beautiful people. Thank you very much, thank Valentino. You, thank you. Uh, that's very kind. Uh, William Schaefer, he uh, raised Starro in a jar, called a jarro. Did he put whiskey in that jarro? Yeah. He certainly talks like he's drunk all the time, but he could also just be like a ten-year-old boy. That's so also, I don't know. It's also the name of a song. Oh, I know. in the jar. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a number of songs. I think Metallica didn't want Well, did it an album called that or something? Yes, because it's based off of the Irish song. I know, but I'm just saying. There's mul- depending on who you ask, could <laughs> determine what whiskey in a jar you're referring to. It's all the same song. Yeah, I know. Tevi Smogo says, I really wish that John Kent's Superboy was in Justice League or uh, LEA. Uh, yeah, man, I, uh, I, I hear you, but he's not. He's in the Legion. Mm. So at least he's on a team. He's on a team. They He's on a team, and he'll be just, back. They didn't just kill him or anything. Once Bendis gets weary, sick, or joins Jeff Johns' company and makes movies. What? I'm just saying, Jeff Johns is a company that makes movies, mm. and he doesn't really work for DC anymore, but he does produce comics for DC under the company that he owns. Right. You know, he could always do worse than bringing in Bendis and having him, like, punch up the dialogue for those movies Ooh. he's producing, like the Green Lantern movie. Uh, if, if Bendis were to do that and leave comics, or at least leave DC, uh, you, the sky's the limit as far as John Kent's concerned. So yeah, uh, let's jump into another book. Let's do a book that you uh, read, Tiffany. What, what book did, would you like to Well, you already have it open. I do have so a book So I guess open. I'm going to talk about that book. Oh, great. I read Ghost Rider 2099. Yay! Um, who did this and why? Sh- who should we blame for this? That's a really good question. Uh, I think it's Ed Brisson and Damien... Cucciero. There you go. Um, I read this book. Right. I don't know why. Because you like... I do. Because you're a sucker no, for Ghost Rider for some reason. I am a sucker for Ghost Rider. I don't know why, but I am. But um, what's really funny, too, is that you bought me a copy, and not I, me not knowing it, bought myself a copy. So you're welcome, Brisson. We bought, we, there's two copies. So now we own two copies. Two digital copies. Of this. Um, so I can't even get it signed. No. Um, Mail me a copy of Ghost Rider 2099, Ed, Ed Brisson. You owe me one. You, 
Uh, um, this takes place in Transverse, Transverse City. Yeah. Which is all about movement. Right. The whole city is moving constantly. Yeah. And there's like a class system. There are those who ride like the top, like, you know, best cars ever on like the white roads and they're perfect and the whole city's like always moving. Yeah, we saw that in uh, 2099 Alpha. Right, which I assume is like, it's just a big circle. Like it has to be. I would hope. Otherwise, you would eventually leave the city and never come back. Right. You'd just be like, this is stupid. I'm leaving. <laughs> um, but then there's also the down rampers, which is like if you lived in um, Mega City. <laughs> oh, hey, something cool. Um, but not really. Mm-hmm. So it's like it, there, it's like also like, you know, stop moving or you'll die. So it's speed? No, it's just that someone will kill you. Oh. Like, oh, you can't stop moving. It's still speed, though. Because, well, yeah. And like there are explosions. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so a group of, uh, like a gang, uh-huh. uh, stops this, uh, truck who is, uh, a truck for the company in I don't this? know. Demonics? Alchemics? No, oh. Demonics. D slash Monics, because it's internet. And, um, they think there's power cells in there, and they desperately want said power cells. Uh-huh. And, uh, it turns out there's no power cells in there. What? Um, there's, like, this, like, Terminator sitting there. Cool. Um, it's like a T-800. Yeah, it looks like it. It's like a T-800 merged with Ultron. Right. Kind of. Do they even bother to combine it with Ultron? Uh, no. Damn it. Right? So, um... It's just Metallo. No, it's true. It is kind of like that. Um, and there's a guy there who's, uh, his name is Zero. And Zero has a leather jacket on that has a skull that's on fire. Dope! So you know already... What we're doing. You already know what's happening. Um, yeah. So he, like, he's a great hacker. So, like, he uses a machine that's, like, sort of like Ghost in the Shell. And, like, much like you would see in the 90s, he goes into the internet. Yeah, like Lawnmower Man. Sure. <laughs> um, and uh, he, like, shuts down the security system for this place, which is where they found the skeleton mm-hmm. metal thing. And then we check in with Demonics. Who headquarters is a mobile headquarters? Right, because they live in the grid. Yeah, or and like now. their main concern is building more white roads, and like they. What are white roads? The white roads are the roads that the like rich people like ride oh. on. They're like perfect and smooth and like fantastic, and it's like literally like the most first world problem I think I've ever heard in a comic book. Uh-huh. I'm sure that's not true. That's just what it feels like right now. Sure. Um. But um, they're already behind schedule because they, like, needed to take control of some of the down rampers, like, road area so they could build roads. Mm-hmm. And this dude came up with the system of, like, well, we'll use this, like, robot guy to help clear things out and then we can build stuff. Okay. Look, I just need to get a metal robot into this comic so that I can make Ghost Rider out of it. Why not? Get off my ass. Why not just cut through all that and not do that? Because... Like, why not just say he's a robot? Because we also have, have to have, like, a tragic turn of events... So that, like, it makes you think of, like, Johnny Blaze, but, like, oh, but here's the twist. The guy who invented the robot and, like, works for the the Demonics Corporation Mm -hmm. in, like, this, um, they call it, like, a very specific style of government. But basically, they, um, they're all, it's like a collective. Actually, that may be what it's called. Mm. Where, like, they all, like, are connected and they all make decisions. Or I don't know if they're actually connected, but they all make decisions together. Mm-hmm. Um, that guy, this old dude who's, like, the head of, like, hacking security or whatever, uh-huh. um, is Zero's dad. Oh, no! 
What? And so when they find out that like this gang is like taken over the truck and like has hacked the security system, and now the company can't even get into it because he did such a good job of like rerouting the firewall and all that crap. Yeah. That they realize it's his kid, and they're like, "Well, I'm not. I normally the collective would make the decision, but instead, um, you're just going to make the decision on your own. Right? Is the collective and demonics more important than than your son? Right. And oh he's no. Like, what yes. A, what a Sophie's choice. Yes. He, he's like, well, he's like, here's the thing. He stopped being my son. When the moment this he happened. crossed me. Exactly. And so they set the self destruct. He commands that they self set the self destruct. He commands it. And uh, he tries. Uh, Zero tries to warn his friends, even though he's still like in the mainframe, I guess. And <laughs> Is to he get hacking the mainframe. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's hacking the hell out. Oh man! Um, but he's trying to warn them that it's going to explode. They get out, yeah, and he's still in there because his body's in there, right? Um, and the truck blows up, and it doesn't matter; it kills all his friends too because mm-hmm. it's like a huge explosion. Oh no! And uh, he dies. Yeah. And then he goes to Ghostworks. What? Um, which is, is that the company that's making the next Ghostbusters movie? <laughs> that's the Ghostbusters uh, rival company, Ghostworks. Mm. Um, yeah, they were more like hardcore, hands-on, yeah. offensive Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah, they come in in like hazmat suits. You think they're uber effective, but it turns out there's some like dirty secret they got going on. That's a great pitch. <laughs> um, <laughs> but. Um, it's actually, it's hell, because every culture, every world, every whatever has, like, a version of hell. Is Mephisto in this book? Um, no, it's Blaze. What? Blaze is the king of Ghostworks. Still? Oh, he, of Ghostworks, right. Well, because Ghostworks is hell. Oh. So in this, they're like, no, it's fine, whatever. Like, from where we are right now, he's the king of hell. And, like, he's essentially like, yeah, you died. And because of, like, the life you led, you're here now. So Sorry. But like, hey, I'll make a deal with you because mm-hmm. I I've been where you were. Johnny Blaze makes the deal. Except that's he's fun. like, here's the thing, and that's this is where I'm like, okay, I kind of get why you did this, but like all the stuff at the beginning is really unnecessary. Yeah. Um, but but I need like, to fill all those pages. But he goes like, I made a deal to save my dad. I get the feeling you have a different reason. Mm. And it's he, to get your dad. Yeah, and that's exactly what it is. He's like, there's a body out there I can put your 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 soul into in your mind that like you can get your vengeance. Yeah. And he's just like, you'll just have to do some stuff for me. And he's like, like hacking. He's like, and some other stuff. Yeah. Like hacking with like a, you know, with like an ax. Yeah. Or Or like (laughs) hacking with the pen and stare. Um, so like they send, um, shield possibly, or some other group. Can't be shield. Well, they God only knows. They called them shield. They're like, we, we have some shield agents in our pocket. That's frustrating. Um, but then like (laughs) these other dudes are there and they have like a very like Captain America esque, like general coloration to them. Yeah. And um, they're there, and they have the robot, and they have it, like, tethered down, and then all of a sudden it starts talking, mm-hmm. and it gets up, and they're like, oh, crap, nothing's worth this. Yeah. Um, and so they all start trying to fire on it. He nothing's made... worth going into a ghostwriter book. Well, yeah, that's part of it, too. Um, he calls them fascists, and then he, like, runs off. Mm-hmm. The demonics, like, says the dad's got to go be court-martialed, essentially. He's right. just like, I gave you everything. I gave you my son. Right. Like, what the hell? Yeah. So he has to go to trial. Meanwhile, um, Zero goes to his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And she's, he's like, Kylie, it's me. And she's like, no. Gross. You're a robot. Yeah. No. She doesn't buy it. And then, like, a rival gang shows up. Oh, no. Um, they the, look totally boss The and artificial cool. kids mm-hmm. show up because, like, demonics put a hit on any of the, um, like, do rampers or whatever they are. Mm-hmm. Um, the down rampers. Whoever can bring them the robot. Right. Will win money or like get promoted. White roads or yeah, whatever, get yeah. promoted. Nothing they're not getting anything. Let's no, be they're gonna die. This is, doesn't matter. Um but um oh my god, this is still going. Oh, it doesn't stop. Um basically um We gotta wrap this up. Demonic <laughs> yeah. Demonics wants the robot back because they're afraid they're gonna be 
called out for what they did because mm-hmm. no one's supposed to know that they're dirty. Like, right. They're a dirty company, you know. Um, so then he fights them off. He ends up grabbing a chainsaw. He attaches it to his arm and then he goes after his dad who's in the middle of the court martial. Like, he kills everybody mm-hmm. there. The, the book gets uber violent. Cool, okay. And then he finds his dad and he's just like, he's like, I'm zero. And he's like, no, this is great. He's like, you killed me. Because like, he sees like a recording of his dad. Oh, no, his, uh, Johnny Blaze shows him his dad selling him out. Right. And he's just like, you killed me. You decided to do that. And he's like, yeah, but look at you now. Like, with this body, like, we can totally take down the down rampers. Right. Blah, blah. He's just like, I hate you, basically. <laughs> and then he kills him. Right. And he's just like, I can't forgive you. And now I, I leave. And I will... Seek vengeance on all those who suck. Yeah, with my sweet flaming chainsaw. Chainsaw. Well, it's a chainsaw instead of a chain. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Machinery. Get it? Listen, here's the thing. If you miss the 90s, and I mean this legitimately, I'm not like even saying it sarcastically. Like, if you miss 90s comics, are you looking for that 90s nostalgia punch in the face of like kind of something that's. Or chainsaw to the chest? Yeah, chainsaw to the chest and or splitting you in twain. Um. Or you want, like, just something, like, cheesy and over-the-top and ridiculous. Because sometimes you do want that. Like, sometimes that's okay. That's 100% what this is. Totally. This is ridiculous and over-the-top. And probably completely unnecessary. But it does 100% live up to what I think of when I think of 90s Ghost Rider. And a little bit of what I think of 2099 originally. Right. And so, like, in that, it does exactly what it set out to do. Right. It, it's it here it is here's ghost rider 2099 anybody want it i don't know but i've freaking read it yeah cool thank you no problem uh missy m m says happy anniversary thank you so Thanks, much missy. uh debashish mahaptra says sal i loved your narration on mr sunday's video hope you guys do more collaborations together he mentions you and back is just off on his podcast yeah man um that was a it was a rare treat i'm really lucky to have been a part of it if you're not familiar, uh, Mr. Sunday Movies is an incredible channel that has way more subscribers than us and is uh, way more culturally relevant. But they uh, they did a video, or really James made a video, uh, kind of highlighting the history of It's almost Shadows. like a documentary. It is like a mini documentary about Shadows of the Empire and its cultural impact, uh, which is really near and dear to my heart because, like, Basically, I did, like, a lame armchair version of that on our back issues about it. Yeah. Where I'm like, hey, it did this. It's a video game. It's a movie. It's a comic Or it's right. a comic book. No but, movie. But, like, he really dives into it, but it's really approachable and, yeah. like, really digestible. And, like, and... a lot of work went into it and created these, like, amazing 3D sequences of, like, moments you'll never see from the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I lend my dopey voice to it and i'm like I, i'm like man you don't need me i'm not good for this you he, were great he was very happy to get you were it really uh, great he was, he was so kind uh so were you thank you uh <laughs> but yeah no uh, check it out because it's a great video even without me uh it's it's, it's an amazing video uh and I, I hope to do more i really got to get james on this sh- uh, anywhere near here yeah uh you know if i go to australia there's two people i'm meeting and yes it's, and it's him and the bard that's Hopefully they live in the same region because that that, that continent is big. That's <laughs> huge, and they probably don't, but we'd still make it work somehow. I would. I would have to do a walkabout and go and go find. I'm them. not going walkabout. There's too many things that'll kill me. Everything, yeah, in that place will kill you. But uh, yeah, but thank you, man. Uh, Price eighty forty. Venom twenty ninety nine. Alchemix uses the suit for a cure all. Create soldiers. Goes bad. Teenage girl gets suit. Null's alive and on Earth. I don't know why I read it. I read it too, man. And I gotta tell you, I that's the that's the recap. And yeah, it's. It's better than Ghost Rider, uh, and I like the idea that like Null's there. That's kind of fun. It's Isn't, a it's a it's a neat idea, right? And again, like you know, say what like whatever you say about Ed Brisson, he is a writer who has written before, obviously. Good and stuff. So like, before. I do think this was something done intentionally. Yeah. 
Um, so you do have to keep that in mind that it probably is something tongue and cheek, but that doesn't mean it's for everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, so. Yeah. Uh, and Gar says, uh, when do you think the pendulum will swing back to DC and what will it look like? I couldn't say, man. I gotta tell you, uh, I think it'll look like Shazam. I think it'll look like Wonder Woman. I think it'll look like Superman. Like, I think it's gonna use the legacy of the characters that like matter most and have the most resonance with their with with the, with the fandom mm -hmm. out there uh dc needs to you know they need to do a lot of work to swing that pendulum really pull it back yeah uh but doomsday clock could have been that that push it, it won't be anymore but yeah. i hope it i hope i would love to have for it to have been uh but yeah uh jumping into more books i i read batman 84 you did? I did, because uh, we're almost done. Um, yeah. Um, so, okay. The art in Batman 84 is great. Okay. Um, I'm trying to actually pull it up here. Hang on a minute. Because, um, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. I, uh, it, well, Tom King's run is ending pretty soon. Uh, it's wrapping up very soon. And uh, and so, as such, like many of us are like, well, what's going to happen? <laughs> Right. Uh, how's it going to wrap up? Um, oh, man. Who was it? Here we go. Uh, Jorge Fornes. Oh. Jorge Fornes' art is like David Mazzucchelli or Mazzucchelli's art from year one. Yeah. Um, it's like a Lee Weeks kind of like Mazzucchelli. It's great. Um, the story is a kind of like flash backwards book. Where uh, it starts at the end and it ends in the start. Herp-a-derp. I haven't seen that a thousand times. Um, but listen, like, this gives you the context. Like, why would Thomas Wayne from Flashpoint ever join Bane? Why is he on this weird quest? Like, what's he doing and why is he doing it? Well, Tom King has finally decided, after 84 issues, to tell you. Oh. And what happened was, because um, I read it backwards and actually it reads way better reading it backwards. I know that's, like, frustrating because it's supposed to be, like, he's doing a convention. You're like, oh. Right. But it actually does read better backwards because it's told backwards. Right, right. Um, basically, uh, Thomas Wayne makes a promise to Bruce that's not too dissimilar from the promise that Bruce made to his parents after they died. But it's like, I promise that I'll do what I can to keep you alive or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Bruce dies, uh, you know, and Martha is, like, he loses her mind and becomes the Joker. Mm -hmm. And of course that, that Brian Azarella book that like referenced that, mm -hmm. uh, we find out that Martha Wayne killed Alfred. Um, so Tom King just doesn't like Alfred. Yeah, he really has a problem with <laughs> Alfred. Um, screw Alfred. He's an idiot. He needs to die. Yeah, I don't know if he thinks he's an idiot. No, but like, like Alfred died. Two different things. I know, but Martha Wayne kills Alfred. Uh, and then, you know, Thomas becomes Batman and he just starts killing people. He kills the Penguin, he kills Bane, he kills Kite Man and Mr. Freeze and Riddler. Uh, and then he's face to face with Selina Kyle Catwoman. And for some reason, he won't kill her. And uh, Fornes does this incredible homage on that page to a Daredevil book that was written by Miller. And... For some reason, he does the exact same page, but in this sequence, and it's um, it's the most amazing page, and of course, he's, like, doing an homage, but, uh, yeah, so anyway, Thomas decides to team up with Selina, he finds out she's amazing, the two of them go on, like, a merry band, uh, uh you know, a merry, you know, adventure together, where, mm -hmm. like, they're partners, um, he becomes, like, kind of a big fan of Selina, and, like, wishes that 
she would be with Bruce if Bruce was alive. Uh, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So this is where his obsession with her and him get together. Uh, of course, Martha shoots Selena Kyle dead. Sure. Which brings uh, Thomas back to hating everything and being like, you know, he basically... Uh, oh, we flash back. And then we cut to the, the point where um, Thomas is in Bruce's room after Barry tells Thomas that Bruce becomes Batman in his universe. Mm -hmm. And then in the actual Azarello comic, Thomas tells Martha that in the alternate reality that they're spo supposed to be from, they're supposed to be dead and Bruce is supposed to be alive and Bruce is Batman, so then she killed herself. And that's what happens in the Azarello book. Right. But in this, he's like... Your mother killed herself because you became me. This world sucks. Batman sucks. You should never be Batman. And then he fills in the gaps for, like, Flashpoint. And then he fills in the gaps for the button. And for whatever reason, he, like, deliberately changes, like, continuity and stuff. So, like, in the sequence with the button, um, Barry and Bruce are trying to... Are on the cosmic treadmill, and they're, like, saying goodbye to Thomas. Uh -huh. And they deliberately... Apparently, according to King on Twitter which is a great source for where you need context for your comic books, um, he deliberately told the artist to draw reverse Flash instead of Barry in the memory for Thomas seeing Bruce and Barry on the treadmill. So that's what we get. We get an image of Bruce and reverse Flash, Eobar Thawne, on the treadmill instead of Barry Allen. Why? Screw you, that's why. Uh, then uh, we find out that like reverse Flash saved bruce or thomas from the unwriting of flashpoint and brought him to this reality and when thomas then hunts down and follows around selena he finds out that like bruce is with selena and that they're happy so then he decides like okay i'm going to uh basically find the guy who's trying to destroy my son uh and after interrogating the joker and saving him he meets up with Bane, and he's like, I know what's best for Bruce, so I'm going to help you, br like, break the bat. And uh, so here we are. What? It's just a whole bunch of context for, like, this issue fills in all the gaps for why everyone acts like a crazy person in the entire run for Tom King. Um, Wait. The, but part of the Bane plan was to get her to not marry him. Yeah, also, Bane killed Alfred. So anyway, they uh, so then uh, Thomas punches Bruce, and then the book ends. So next issue, hopefully, it'll be over. Um, I, this, this book couldn't end faster for me. Um, Tyna and the Fourth has a lot of great plans. I'm looking forward to them. Uh, but yeah, uh, but the art is great. Uh, Jorge Fornes. It does. It does look really cool, and I hope he gets more work. He, um, he will. Like he absolutely will. It. it he will do a. It, he'd, be, he, he'd be a good Justice League Dark. Oh yeah. Well, like, he'd be a great Batman well. artist. He'd be a great. No, no, no. I'm just saying. But yeah, like, no, I, I agree. I mean? Like I, he, he'd be great on. He could do lots of things. Oh, like yeah. so, that's exciting. No, he'd be great on. Well, any. I take him on any street level book. Any street Daredevil, level, Spider Man, yeah. Batman, Nightwing, any book. Any. Um. Also, like Black Label. Not any Black Label. Because it has that kind of feel. Yeah. Well, so. he does people really well. That's fantastic. And he can draw the costumes without making people look stupid. Which yeah, is like, so with a realistic style, it's hard. Yeah, you know, no, I hear you. To, to, that's to square that's that great, though, like art-wise. Yeah, so exactly. Exciting. So that's, I'm, that's I'm very excited about that. Right. Um, what else you got? Oh, um, do you want to do any Super Chats? Um, yeah, I guess we should, uh, right? Because we have one mm -hmm. from Hardy34, who has a very big uh, generosity 
post. Thank you very much, thank Hardy. You, thank you. 34. Uh, hey guys, it's your friendly neighborhood EMT. I wanted to tell you guys thanks. I was recently going through a bad point in my EMS career and dealing with depression after binging your content. It put me in a headspace to ask for help. Uh, you guys are my heroes. I'm so glad you were able to find the inner strength to ask for help. Because yeah. that's, that's like the hardest step for many people is to admit that they need help from anybody else. But it's, a, it's an amazing step to take. Because just because like you're an adult doesn't mean that like you should have to bear the burden of that kind of like stress mm -hmm. by yourself no absolutely and honestly man like you're an emt you're the hero let's be right. perfectly no. yeah. like honest there yeah. i just make fun of batman like, but, like you you help people but, save like, lives thank you so much for that and like if we did anything to help you get there that's thank awesome you. yeah but, like yeah like it was really you it was your strength you had it in you agreed um you want to talk about excalibur do you want me to talk about excalibur yeah why don't you talk about excalibur? i just talked about batman oh okay sure <laughs> Uh, Excalibur, I kind of dug it. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I thought it was fun. Really? Like, oh, okay. That's funny. I enjoyed this book, but I felt like it was a little sloppy. It was. Like, it wasn't as tight as it should have been in my None opinion. None of the X-Men books are. Okay. <clears throat> but, like, I, I still liked the story. I just felt like... Yeah, no. Like, there was just some stuff that was, like, clearly just stretching out a section so we could get to another section. Big time, yeah. Um, But we, we find Richter... Obviously not we, Andy. No, we've, we've changed the Richter character. Now he's, like, afraid to go outside and his powers are run amok. Right. So, you know, he's... That's where Richter is. He's there. He's doing his thing. Um, we find out that um, Krakoa has some sort of, like, Reddit-style... Yeah, Reddit... ...posting thing where people can ask for things about the island, going to the island, uh, if you're on the island. And clearly Richter has a throwaway account and is asking about whether or not... Krakoa can help him control his powers. Right. Which is, that's, a, that's a fair question. Oh, definitely. Like, and they're like, I don't know. Who, who, what are your powers? Uh, I can't talk about it. I can't talk about that. I don't delete post. About that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> delete account. Get out of here. Yeah. Fun use of the uh, of the of the convention. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um. But we check in with Morgan Le Fay, who checks in with her like you know coven. Cult? Yeah. And they're like, yeah. So like things didn't go quite as planned. Mm -hmm. Um. We didn't get rid of Apocalypse. Nope. And also, no one gives a crap that Betsy uh, Braddock is Cap Captain Marvel. Uh, Captain, Captain Britain. Um. Because like Morgan figures because like of the time she lives in or the place that she lives in. Right. The other world. Yes. That the changing of like the British like you know like Avatar? defender. Yeah. Will make a huge stir that it's and a it, mutant and it's and like it wasn't. <laughs> It's like, um, I don't know if you know this, there's literally a, like a An, random ass island uh, yeah. that cropped up out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah it's infecting your entire <laughs> world. That's why you're declaring war on them. Exactly. Um, we also deal with the fact that Shogo's a dragon and it turns out that like, Gambit says it has to do with like the fairy folk, mm -hmm. which is interesting. Yeah. But, uh, which I was like, that's kind of cool. Cause fairies in lore traditionally do have a fascination with children and yes. he's taking them away. But then, yeah, um, you're familiar with, um, what's that movie? Labyrinth. There you, you go. May. The Fae Folk. Um, but, um, Betsy mentions that, like, his, like, there was an, in, like, an inherent magic within him because he is a child. And when he came there, he's able to turn him into something, turn himself into something he wanted to be. Which is a dragon. Which he becomes a giant dragon. Yeah. They really juggle the whole, like, because Jubilee's like, I don't want my son in danger just because a dragon doesn't yeah. mean that he should be, like, in harm's because way. Because he's a baby. Right. And they're like, let's ride him and, like, use him like a dragon. And she's like, whoa, don't forget my dragon's a baby. Yeah. This is and my baby. So, like, they keep doing that where they're like, it's fine. She has scales and can breathe fire, whatever. Who cares? Shut up. Right. But, like, we need to use the dragon. In but our like, story, did though. you read The Hobbit? Right. <laughs> all it takes is one loose scale, and it's all over. That's true. Um, however, they also balance, at least in the first set of it, Gambit being like, 
Yeah, like, your guys are all having fun. Because, like, they're all focused on, like, my kid is a dragon, but he's here and he's safe. Mm -hmm. And, like, my brother is, like, like evil, a bad guy, but, but he's safe. And he's like, my, like, wife... Is uh, <laughs> is the light in a lighthouse and... And hasn't moved in days. Well, and Apocalypse is her babysitter. Yeah, so, like, I shouldn't be here. Exactly. And I'm like, I appreciate that, Gambit. You right. fought really hard to be in a relationship with Rogue. Yeah. Um, they're also in, like, crazy, like, like D&D-style versions of their costumes. Which is dope. It is dope. We also find out that Shogo can communicate by showing images, like, adorable childlike images of, like things that he wants to do where he's like no you can ride me it's cool yeah and then like when his mom's freaking out he shows like a little chibi version of himself and her like hugging he's yeah like, it's cool don't it's worry cool. about it yeah um so they decide to storm the castle basically like they have shogo do like a flyby while morgan's on the like on her mirror mm -hmm. on her phone yeah her mirror phone um with the coven and like he can see that she's in there and like she's like what the hell yeah um by the way betsy braddock's costume is awesome it is awesome and she can read his mind or she can see his thoughts at least so she knows that he has that like that morgan's in there and she doesn't know about her brother yes so they attack the castle um with the three of them figuring like it's we're good to go gambit uses his powers one time really cool and then they don't do that anymore <laughs> yeah then they forget gambit's in the book like literally they just go like he takes his hands and he like uses his powers on one of their shields which yeah. just blows away an entire like section of the troops i'm like super genius. cool genius yep. Uh, but yeah, Brian Braddock has been like brainwashed yep. and he kept in like a chain suspension room. Mm -hmm. Then they unleash him on them. This is the thing where I was like, what the hell? Where like, I go, okay, so when are they gonna like break the spell? And then they don't. Well, no. And, and I like, mean, like, what? there is something Arthurian about this with siblings and one goes bad. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there is something very much, like, you know, that we've seen within there, um, mm -hmm. which is admittedly kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but um, basically, he is so brainwashed that he's just like, oh, I have to kill the Pretender. You're not Captain Britain, having completely forgotten that he gave her the powers. And that he was Captain Britain. And that he was. Yeah. Um, you know, Betsy realizes they have to fall back because things aren't going well. They call Shogo in, mm -hmm. uh, who, like, releases Dragonfire down on... The, the, like, the, the troops. The, like, the, the stormtroopers they have. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, they're not quite people... You know, like, well, they don't have consciousness, or they do. Yeah, well, it's kind of, yeah, like, Betsy weird. Betsy says, like, there's something wrong with them. Yeah. And it could just be that they're, like, maybe enthralled or what have you. Yes. Um, meanwhile, Apocalypse is, like, trying to build a gate, and it's, like, not going well for him. And he's mm -hmm. like, okay, you know what? I need right. someone who can actually, like, communicate or do something with the earth. Yep. Um, can so move it, can so move to speak. It. Oh, Somebody who needs something. Someone who can move the earth for Apocalypse. Uh-huh. Um, but um, he calls in Richter. And uh, brings him there, up. and he's just like, no, it's cool, man. Like, basically, Richard's like, I can't leave. Like, right. I'm afraid of my powers, Knock basically. Pop was like, I got this. Apocalypse I know how that is. like, you were a mutant, man. Yeah. Snap out of it. Be Don't proud. Be come to your cool island. Yeah, But first, come with me into my weird office. And yeah. he's like, I heard there was, like, a party and, like, orgies and stuff. Yeah, which I really appreciated, like, because he immediately assumed they were going to Krakoa. And then he's like, oh. Oh, I'm in, like, your, I'm in, like, dad's office. This is not fun. This is, okay, well, cool. I guess we're going to do chores first yeah and then um a, a, a pete, wisdom, pete wisdom shows up uh, from mi13 mm -hmm. and uh because basically morgan was like told the coven to figure out a way to find out or to let the world know that betsy braddock a mutant was now captain britain yeah and so they like released information 
right to MI13. But it's a great uh, a great use of, uh, of of Pete Wisdom, and I'm glad that he's now in the book because he's a big essential component of Excalibur. Okay. So like, cool, yay, all yeah. right, awesome. It was, I, and like I said, like yeah, but like it's fine. Here's what's interesting is like the Apocalypse Richter part of the plot actually pushes things forward. The other part of the plot, they end up just falling back, and I they know. and they realize like they shouldn't that, have left. Well, yeah, and they realize that like Captain like. Old Captain Britain, yeah, Brian, is Brian. like pretty much gone. Like, and like, well, no, they're gonna get him back. That's fine. Well, or That's they cool. won't, and it'll be annoying. <laughs> All right. But like, but you know what I mean? Like, they're like, oh no, there's nothing we can do for him. So it was just like we just went on an adventure with them to yeah. go on an adventure, and I guess that's fine. Well, and that would explain like, well, and it's funny how like Ro- or Gambit is like, this is all bullshit, and then it's like, yeah, no, it is. Um, like, no, Gambit, you're right, actually. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. oh, I guess we should have just listened to you. Yeah. How stupid. <laughs> But at least we look out to look cool for a little bit. We definitely got to look cool. Um, jumping into the super chats really quick. I just got to. I recommend it. I think it's fun. Oh, I do think it's fun. I just thought I wished it was a little tighter this time around. I agree. Uh, Mr. Roboto says, Tiffany, when did you join the X-Men? Yeah, I got my letter. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't send an owl. They sent Lockheed. <laughs> oh. Uh, Chris Potter says, Jorge, For- uh, Jorge Fornes did Daredevil number 10 by Zdarsky. There you go. There you go. I would be literally the person who went to the Westchester campus, and I'd be like, hey, guys, and they'd all be on Krakoa. Right. Be like, this is my house now. <laughs> I live here now. Squatter's rice. I'm in. <laughs> uh, eat that horse. Wait, so Thomas wanted to force Bruce into being happy and not being Batman by having Holly tell Selina to not marry him because him being happy would make him not Batman? Did I just misread the issue? No, you didn't. That's what happened. That's what happened. Uh, the Chronic Mr. O says, happy anniversary. Love you guys. Thank you very much. Thank man. you. Thank you, Chronic. Uh, yay. <laughs> Uh, Jeremy Moore, hey guys, just wanted to send a thank you for all the fun times and comic memories you've shared over the years. Your show always cheers me up on rough days. Thanks, Jeremy. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Um, and Mr. Roboto, is Teen Apocalypse still around? I, I don't think so. But maybe. You know, I don't know what became of him before Hawks and Pox. The fact that he didn't show up in any of the books makes me think, like, in the most recent stuff, makes me think that he'll probably in some way like a thing right since right, Apocalypse right. I think is being set up to be like the main bad guy of Hawks and Pox mm-hmm. or of the Dawn of X so we'll see and uh, Zberm says I highly recommend the new Harley Quinn show on DCU I think you guys will really dig it yeah I gotta check it out yeah uh, well I'm working out something with DC Universe right now hopefully it'll happen um, but it will require me to watch more Harley Quinn uh, TB says, any thoughts on the start of CW's Crisis? First episode was better than I expected, but I've only seen the DC Universe shows before this. Love the cameos. Yeah, I saw the cameos. I didn't watch the whole thing of it. Um, you know, it looks it looks pretty cool. The, you know, looks like a TV show. Yes. You know, like, I... Well, there is something to be said, though, for, like, regardless of, like, production quality. Um, right. Like, it, doing the best so of... It's so ambitious and it it's so It is incredibly fun. ambitious, and, like, it's something you probably never thought you'd ever see. So, nope. I mean, like, I think there's something to be celebrated there. That's true. Uh, there's a great cameo by Burt Ward as Robin, kind of. He's not Robin. He didn't even squeeze him into a Robin suit, but he plays Dick Grayson. And he says something... And he, and he, has, does, he gets to give a holy yeah. line. Uh, I think you could have gotten away with him going, Holy shit! <laughs> Missed opportunity, I think. I don't know if they could do that on I think CW. you could. I think you definitely could get away with that. <laughs> be the only time you could use it. Maybe. By the way, uh, if you use the hashtag Bloodshot in our chat, you could win the first uh, several issues of the newest run, which is available 
uh, on Wednesday for about 10 bucks. So you can win this for free. Hashtag Bloodshot in the chat right now. You can also get uh, one or two of these stickers here, um, which are from us. They're our stickers. We uh, we made them. And, uh, you know, you can, you can wave your comic pop flag you proudly. You fly it high. That's right. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, let's see. What else we got? We got a lot going on. We do have so. a lot going on. Um, uh, wait, you want to do die? Yeah, I'll do die. Let's, let's die. Number yeah. 10. Die number 10. Die number 10. Um, I, I, Who did this? Uh, Kieran Gillen and Stephanie Hans. I know you love that combo. I really do love this combo. This book's almost impossible for me to talk about at this point if you haven't been reading the series. Right. So I think I'm going to like cut it down to being like, this book continues to be absolutely incredible. The development of characters, um, while shocking at times, makes absolute sense when you take a moment and step back and look at the, the trail that they've been taking throughout. Okay. Remembering the fact that all of the characters in this book have real-life counterparts. Right. And it's not like they're playing a character. They're literally in this world, and it's almost like that Westworld kind of feel, where mm. it's like, you're in a place where shit doesn't really matter. Right. Um, Singing away with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like at the same time, people do still feel guilty and like there is a lot of guilt throughout this book sure um and it is just honestly incredible um our like protagonist is quickly becoming something that could be conceived of as like a, a villain or an oh, antagonist okay um and I'm, I'm not sure if that isn't actually the true antagonist goal at the end of this i'm right. not sure if that's not what they're aiming to do or not um but this book has just gotten better and better as it's gone on um regardless of the random what well, seemingly random charlotte bronte stuff right last time around. that was very random that but was very random but it, ha it, it continues on in this now it's purpose, like part yeah. of it um so there's something to be said for that and and like you know it's i guess the idea of where the creation of it came from right um the art just keeps getting better and better as well i feel like yeah. stephanie hans is getting not only more consistent but also a little more daring in her choices of not only panel layout but like use of color yeah. and use of like um like design overall yeah uh so it, it's really cool it's a cool flashback it, it's a gorgeous book it is a gorgeous book it is a treat especially if you are a fan of D D, that type of games but if you just like good story and uh character development this might be something you're into that's fair uh i i will talk very very briefly about amazing spider-man number 35 uh this is from uh, nick spencer and um i think it's oscar basil dua uh, this, this is, um... Are we still in the 2099 stuff? Kind of. Or are, we getting, are we coming out of it at this no. point? No. Okay. Are those a lot of Doom bots? Yeah, yeah, Doctor Doom, um, takes over Manhattan in the last issue, and, like, unleashes an army of Doom bots, and, uh, uh, Spider-Man teams up with his sister Teresa, uh, and they, they track down the chameleon who... This is a really terrible issue, and the art makes it even worse. Oh, you don't like the art? I, I haven't seen it yet. I, I, it's unforgivable. Really? It's like an afterthought. I, I don't understand why they would think that this is appropriate for like a triple A book like Spy like Amazing Spider Man. I, I just, I, I just can't forgive what that they've done. That neck is out of control. Whoa, his hand! I, I can't forgive what they've done to this book. This is like either a fill-in or like they screwed up but it there's just no forgiving what they've done with this book um this was not worth the cover price i'm like i'm like embarrassed for them that they did this this is a major book and yeah. and, and it is just and it's like supposed to be important like spider-man finds out about like all his various futures and stuff like they literally make a reference to rain and like 
the 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 the, the Straczynski ending like there there's a lot of interesting stuff that is hinted at but not shown or done mm-hmm. and also it looks horrible I, I I don't understand what happened like, I I don't know what happened and I I I feel like they're going to pat themselves on the back about it, so I'm not going to talk about it anymore. Just don't get this book. I, it's enough to make me go, like, I'm going to quit Spider-Man for a while. Like, until really? they get this shit together. Because it's just, like, I've already felt kind of weird about Spencer on this book. Yeah, but you're, this like, is such excited, a th- though. This is such a throwaway issue. It doesn't matter. The story arc is stupid the 2099 thing because spencer's writing the 2099 thing anyway it's like it feels really Mm -hmm. self-serving there's nothing about this that says this needs to be told there's nothing about this that says this is fun to read and it's not worth the price like the art and the story combination is not worth the cover price it's it's just so unforgivable that like it was like they forgot they had to put it out Mm -hmm. and they just they slap something together as quickly as possible i i don't get it and so I, I can't even fathom it. It's it's the worst book I've... It's the worst mainstream book of the year. Wow. I mean, like, right? Read it and tell me what you think. But, like, it really... I think it is the worst book of the year. Uh, for both? No, I'm just saying it's the worst... I meant, it's like, the for, worst for single the issue... Oh, this, this it's book. It's the worst single okay. issue of 2019 okay. from a mainstream publisher. Wow. You know, and I don't like the Tom King run, but at least like the art is good sometimes. Ooh, I, I don't get it. Fired. Like with the Tom King thing, you can argue it. You you can't justify this. Mm. It's a mistake. That's what it is. Um, it's an abomination. It's an abomination. The the this is a gargoyle. This is a gargoyle. <laughs> the only thing that isn't an abomination is the Batman universe ended with uh, its sixth issue from Bendis and Darrington. This book is a triumph. Uh, Batman Universe is... The highs and the lows of this episode. I, I can't handle Batman it. Batman Universe is one of the best books that, that DC's put out with Batman in it in years. It it, it trumps the uh, the Tomasi run. It, it beats anything by Tom King. It, it was just great. It was just, it was joyful. It was fun. It, was, it, it pushed boundaries with art. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never seen Batman like this before. Mm-hmm. Um, the attention to detail, the amount of like scope, uh, the, 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 the care that went into the character work, the, like the, the willingness to have fun with a character who is notoriously not fun. Like Batman mm-hmm. is not fun. <laughs> he is decidedly not fun. He is angry and miserable and bitter and brooding and dark. This is, he, this, there is joy and fun in this book. The likes of which I have not seen in a Batman title in years. Okay. Um, also, because it was all done for the Walmart book like a year ago, mm-hmm. Dick Grayson's Nightwing in this, and he's oh, great. Oh, that's fun. And uh, the last issue had, like, the the amazing spread from <gasps> Yeah, Darrington, that spread is great. Uh, where, like, Batman and Dick, and Dick Grayson infiltrated a room. Just great. Yeah. Darrington, if the book were drawn by anybody else, it would be a pretty fun story. Yeah. But because it's by Darrington, it knocks it up to that, like, that, that other level that you look for in a mainstream title that you're like, you have access to all these creators and all these people. Why don't you make books that look like this all the time? Right. Well, I mean, like, I think what's great about Darrington is like, listen, I, I love his art. I was actually surprised that you liked it. Right. Like, I didn't think you were going to dig this. No. Um, but you did. Uh, and I think for a lot of people, maybe this isn't their style. No. Regardless of style, 
Like, Darrington is really, like, excellent at panel layout. Yes. Like, uh, yeah, he he could teach a class. He could. He could teach many classes he should. about it. Uh, but he also, as you've pointed out, he gives you things you've never thought you'd, like, seen before. Yep. You know, like, he, he's like, okay, you've seen it. Like, the opening of the first issue is Batman, from his perspective, flying the Batplane. Like, and, and grappling and stuff. You've never seen it from his POV. Yeah. Uh, and with the attention to detail, but the cartoony style, like he gives you a full page splash that if it isn't a poster, damn you, DC, uh, where basically Batman yeah. becomes Batman again. And it's just, it's just such great stuff. That's Overall, awesome. it's just, it's just, it's just a triumph. This book is, it's just a triumph. Yeah. Like, it, it easily is a success. This is the thing they should be patting themselves in the back on. Right, right. Like, this is the thing where I'm just like, I was sad with the new Doom Patrol. He wasn't really working on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know he wasn't working on this at the same time. Right. No, it wasn't necessarily um, that this is what killed the Doom but, Patrol. But, like, I'm so glad that he had this opportunity because, like, as yes. much as I loved his um, artwork and work on that book, mm-hmm. um, it was, like, not wasted because he clearly got to do more like out of the box things due to the nature of Doom Patrol, look, but look at this panel. I know it's amazing. Like, look, look at this panel of Batman and Vandal Savage tumbling through a portal into space. Yeah, it's great. I, I just love it. But um, I'm glad though that he has like has had like more eyes on him, more mainstream eyes on him due to the nature of this character in yes. particular. Um, yeah, did his, you get to meet him? I did. Okay, cool. I did, and I got him to sign Before my... he blew up? <laughs> no, I did. He was sitting... Okay, so fun fact, guys. Uh, Nick Darrington was sitting at his table with no line at New York Comic Con. This is two years ago. Two years ago, um, and I brought him a copy of Doom Patrol. I didn't want... I didn't bring him my number one. I actually brought him... I believe it's number three. It's the one with Robot Man's face. Yeah, well, it's the, the one page. that has... Um, I love that cover. Um, yeah. I think that's why I ended up getting it. Yeah. Um, but regardless of that, like he's just a really nice guy right like he's just a really cool nice dude mm-hmm. and uh, he was very like complimentary um because he had seen my reviews of it um <laughs> which i didn't tout no like, you I, weren't like i'm oh, a girl i never reviews. throw that out there i never go up to someone to go like i've reviewed your book um i just go up there, if like, i do i usually get punched at comic-con no I'm hey i talked about your I'm book like, yeah i know wham i'm like could you just could you sign this? And he's like, I feel like I know you. Yeah, and I was seen like, your face. I don't know. And this cover, because that was like a cover. Yeah, movie. and like it had been behind me because I love the cover so much when I did a review of a book. Um, but he was just a nice guy, and like I had a genuine conversation about him and working on the book and working with Gerard Way, and just he's just a guy who really understands art yep. and panels and comic pages and has a passion for it and just likes doing it. Yeah. So if you love Batman, you will love Batman Universe. I have two copies of issue one because I, I inadvertently bought the first issue. Yeah. And then uh, it was available for like 50 cents or something somewhere. And I was like, I think I have this, but I don't care. And I bought it anyway. I, I literally oh, just put nice. it in the, into, the, into the thing. But I'm like, it's the best Batman book you'll read in like in years. Mm. Just get it. Get it sight unseen. Just be like, oh, all right. Because yeah. it's Bendis. I know everyone's like, Bendis. And I'm like that too. But like Bendis on Batman. It's why they offered it to him. Wait, but it's also a standalone instead of an ongoing. And so like maybe Bendis' strengths are more there. I, I never thought I'd say that. Um, also, I hear Tom King's Up, Up, and Away is good. I haven't read more than the first two issues, but um, they, they they miscast <laughs> there a little bit. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you want to talk about some Conan? Uh, do I? Yes. Do I? Well, it's an episode off the rag, which means it's time to talk about, about Conan. Conan. This is off the Conan. Off the sh- off the sword. Off off the crom. Um, crom. Mm. Um, this is Conan Serpent War by Jim Zub and Eaton is mm-hmm. the last name 
I'm, I'm like desperately searching through here because all I paid attention to honestly was Jim Zub had done it. Right. Um, because I was excited for this book, um, because his name was on it and because of what I know about like Zub's incredible love of the character. He does love the character. Scott Eaton. There you go. Jeez, last page Marvel. Come on. I hate when they do that. I really hate that too. Um, I, was, I also, if you got it on Comicsology, you can only get the director's cut. Oh, cool. Which is fine because there's actually a really sweet. Uh, David Finch cover because Moon Knight's in this book <laughs> and so they made him do a cover uh, and it's like like an old Moon Knight cover. Yeah. It's freaking awesome. Yeah. David Finch on a Conan book. Right? That That'd be kind of cool but like I was like that's really fun. But that is fun. I, I dig it. Um, this book Conan Serpent War. Yeah, is this like an event? Kind of. It, yes. Or a mini I should it's say. It's like I a guess. mini event. Um, this book is a love letter from Jim Zub to Robert E. Howard's world universe writings characters. He, in this issue, will introduce you, more than likely introduce you, to characters you didn't know existed. Right. Because they were held in the pages of probably, at least to me, lesser known Robert E. Howard tomes. Yeah. And, um, some of the, the works that was actually published after his death. Oh. Oh. Um, like they went into his attic and they're like, look at all this shit. Yeah, it's like it's like a Tupac albums. Um, <laughs> but um, Jim Zub is a tremendous fan of Conan, a tremendous fan of Robert E. Howard. Mm-hmm. He has read it all, I would say. Yeah. Um, he has a true love for it, and it 100% comes through in this. Cool. Uh, which is really exciting um, because I think this story will be handled really well it'll have a lot of references to things that you probably don't know about right but it's okay because i'll be honest with you i am familiar with conan via movies and comics and that's kind of it well, movies and these comics and these comics so i'm way less familiar with robert e howard's work yeah but i didn't feel lost in this that's great like he gave me all the information i needed to enjoy the book that's great um while also making me want to learn more mm-hmm. like we meet some characters like solomon kane who's a puritan um, and, uh, he's treated as the paladin of this book. And we meet a, a woman whose name is Dark Agnes. Now, Robert E. Howard also worked on Red Sonia, or, like, was, like, part of the impetus behind creating that character. Mm-hmm. Dark Agnes is a, uh, red-headed, Allegory. fiery woman. Yes. Uh, who has a sword <laughs> and kills things. The difference is, is Red, a- or Dark Agnes is essentially, like, the Batman to Red Sonia because Red <laughs> Sonia's sword really gives her those powers, right? It gives her the ability to be a fighter right. to some degree, right? Or at least originally. Sometimes, yeah. In, originally in yeah. his works. Dark Agnes uh, uses skill. <laughs> cool. Like, she's just, right, a she's just a badass. And I was yeah. like, that's cool. I want to know more about this character. Luckily, this book will give me more of that. The whole, like, um, driving force behind this is there's a gentleman um, who is dying. Okay. He's, he's on the edge. He's on his deathbed literally uh he's in a bed and, and he, he is dying. and he is dying these are the things you need to know about james allison mm-hmm. except james allison has lived many lives he's been reincarnated over and over and over and over again he remembers many of them he remembers images from them whatever um but like now that his end is coming like he um he sees a life he doesn't remember yeah um, oh, okay. and in it uh he's a man named Njord, and uh he's uh traveling um through an area where the picts are where the picts if you read Jason Aaron's Conan. Mm-hmm. We talk about the picks. Conan goes and deals with the picks. Okay. So uh, he's a character seemingly in the Hyborian Age. Right. And um, his people make peace with the picks, and then they go to this area they're not supposed to go. They warn them, don't go there. It's cursed. It's real bad. Mm-hmm. When they go there, um, they find a serpent uh, who serves the god uh, Set. Uh-huh. Now, I learned a lot about Set 
Um, Set, of course, is an Egyptian god. Mm. That is not what this is. Uh, It's like kind of a combination of the Egyptian god and like elements of that, but it looks like a snake. Right. Because the Egyptian god does not look like a snake. No. Um, It's actually combining another deity. Um, And and basically, um, James, we're just going to call him James, even though he's had many names, Mm -hmm. um, is trying to still fight Set, even though he's on his deathbed, because he realizes, he's like, I think this is actually the end of me. Right. I don't think I'm coming back. Something's (laughs) different. I can actually feel the Reaper coming for me. Okay. And um, he's like, there's another voice talking to him. It's like, ooh, you gotta, you gotta get somebody to help you fight Set. You gotta do this. You gotta get like some, some other characters in the book. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, he reaches out and he goes to other times and or other places, and he finds Mark Spector, the warrior, oh, the knight, the knight, the yeah. knight. And uh, he, he's like, oh, in his, in his, like, you know, time, he's, he's known as like Moon Knight. All right, cool. He serves a god as well. Yes. Um, and Conchu's there. And, like, he basically gets, like, Mark's sleeping, and he has, like, this really vivid dream about, like, Conchu and he being, like, enveloped by serpents. Okay, cool. By snakes and serpents. And he wakes up, and he's like, that was intense. Right. And, like, Conchu's there, like, hey, man, <laughs> that was intense. Yeah. We gotta go. Now, does he look like a bird again? No, he doesn't. He looks like Moon Knight, basically. Mm. And I was like, oh, he's not a bird. Okay. Yeah, that's weird. All right. Um, But he's like, we have to answer this call. Right. Like, we need to go and deal with this. we got to go find out what's going on about okay. this. And Mark's like, mm. I don't want to be at a crossover. Well, he's really like, he's like, I'm kind of getting my shit together right. now. Like, <laughs> I really don't want to be Moon Knight right now. Mm-hmm. And then he gets really big, like Gandalf. Yeah, with Bilbo. with Bilbo. And he's like, no, and, you're my emissary. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He's like, you will serve me. And he's like, all right. All right. So then, like, James is like, cool, we got the knight right on. He moves on. And he thinks back again to his Hyborian, like, counterpart. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, you know, it's weird like I, I, I don't, I don't. At the end of my life, I don't see a serpent. Right. What happened? And like the voice is like, "Don't worry about that. Don't look over there. Mm-hmm. Just keep looking for warriors. Keep going to find other people." And he finds Solomon Kane, who is a Puritan, who um, basically like uses his um, like unshakable faith and remarkable skill with the blade to fight against demons and other things. All right. And um, at, like gorillas, which we see in the book. I'm sure that's a legit reference. Because Zub wouldn't have put it in otherwise. Zub wouldn't just be like, kill gorillas, by the way. And, and gorillas. They mock us. Whatever. I don't care. Yeah. Um, but, like, he's on, like a, like, a case or a mission or whatever. And, like, they're going, like, he and, like, this guy who's, like, helping them, like, through the streets of um, Dunbar, or Dunbar Castle in Northumberland. Oh, Northumberland. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I know what that is. Oh, yeah. okay, cool. Right on. Um, there's, like, a door with like these like intricate handles and like the guy's like ooh maybe there's there's gold here and he goes to take it and mm-hmm. it turns into snakes and it bites the guy right and like um you know Solomon leaps into action so now he's entwined with these oh no the serpents he's gonna be following that follow the trail of the serpents we see as like James is like okay cool you got the paladin right on we see like these like tenderly things going up his leg what's going on with that mm-hmm. he thinks back to his other life and he's just like okay wait 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 hang on wait wait I had like the snake's venom and like what happened to me? He's like, look over here. Look over here. And we meet Dark Agnes, who we see was obviously betrothed to like a horrible guy. She fights him off and then she becomes like a badass writing wrongs and doing whatever. Cool. Being a badass. Naturally. Um, her like traveling companion is like slashed uh, like on his back. Okay. And like, he's just like, leave me. I'll, I'll, I'll bleed out. I'll die. Like before you get me anywhere. And yeah. she's just like, would you save your surrenders for someone who cares? And I'm like, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So she carries him to this town where there's like a village and like everyone there is like hanging out in the village. They're like, hey, glad you're here, Agnes. Mm-hmm. What's up? And she's like, 
How do you know my name? Also, all of you look like, you know, crazy zombie people. Mm. And so, like, they they all grab her and, like, they put her in front of this cauldron and she's just like, I'm not going to be your slave. Like, and they're like, no, you're not here for the thrall or to be thralled. You're here as a sacrifice and, like, a big serpent with a mask on it. Oh, no. Comes flying out of the cauldron, out of this Mary Poppins-esque cauldron. Uh Uh-huh. And then Conan wakes up. Oh no, Conan! And Conan sees the face of the like the masked serpent in his dreams. Yeah, and he takes off, and he's just like, he's been marked by the followers of Set. He's cursed, right? And so like it's slowly driving him mad, mm. and he's seeing serpent people all over the place. You know what I mean? He almost kills innocent people because, right, he, because thinks he thinks they're serpent, they're serpent people. people. Yeah, right. Um, again, Set big thing for Conan: serpents, snakes, the imagery, the whole thing. It's big true. part of Conan. Yeah, and Marvel, Marvel that was Set. Yes, and that is that Set. Yeah, oh, sweet. From he, Atlantis Attack. Yeah, does he need a crown? That's what they were doing. They were building the crown to call set. Oh, no. And, that's, and because Marvel had Conan for a bit, it was that set. That's right. Yeah, by the way, read Atlantis Attacks. Or at least... Don't don't read Atlantis Attacks. But watch your episode of Backish. I was going to say. Um, so, he needs brides. <laughs> he needs a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so Conan, like, takes off. He's got to figure out what's going on. He's like, I-, I need to find out what's going on. I need to figure out, like, how to get rid of this curse. How, like, how am I going to do this? Right. So he runs into this cave because he needs to rest for a minute. And there's, like, something in the cave with him. Oh, oh no. no. But, like, now Conan's involved, too. Conan was always involved. Yeah, Conan. He's on the cover. Conan is, is, is like, this is his thing, right? We're selling the book because it's Conan and Moon. Exactly. Mark Spector um, goes to a it to Texas mm-hmm. where there is a, like, abandoned house. And he's like, cool, I'm here. Kanchu? Mm-hmm. And Kanchu's like, no, where do you find? He's like, awesome. Cool. I'm all this, I'll, I'll go into this busted-ass house with, like, all this trash in it. <laughs> nice. And mm-hmm. you're not here. He looks out the window into the into the graveyard that's outside, and there's people grave robbing. Oh, no. And they're, they're digging up the body of James Allison. Oh. Who's that? That's the guy from the beginning. Right. And um, so he, he gets involved in a fight. Then we see Solomon Kane. He goes into, like, the, like, you know, tombs of the castle. And there are, some like, some grave robbers. And they're digging up a body of someone we don't see the name of. Oh. And so he gets involved with that. Mm-hmm. Um, Agnes is dealing with being a sacrifice. And she's fighting off the serpent. Whilst Conan is simultaneously fighting off a serpent. Yeah. You see what we're doing here? Yeah, we're teaming up who's... We're, we're, we're seeing a whole lot of that going on. Yeah. And then James Allison, like, uses the power of whatever is infecting him, clearly... Mm-hmm. And, like, calls them into the same place. So Solomon Kane and Moon Knight ram into one another. Right. And Dark Agnes and Conan run into one another. And then it ends. And I'm like, I would like to see what happens next. Yeah. I would like the next book, please. <laughs> um, but again, literally, I know Moon Knight and I know Conan. And now I have this other individual, James Allison, which I don't know anything about. Right. Dark Agnes, who I've never heard of. And Solomon Kane, which I think I have heard of, but was very unfamiliar with him. Yeah. And, um... He did a phenomenal job of, of, introducing, all of these introducing these characters and making give a damn about them and like care about what their role is going to be within this story overall. And yeah. I think that just comes from Zub's passion for the work it comes from. Definitely. I have another Conan book. I know. But um, before we do, let me jump into some super chats. What? I got I to oh, do yeah. super chats. <laughs> what? Some I'm getting Conan ready. I'm in Conan mode. Some friendless bastards. What are your top picks for current horror comics? Um, I would say, uh, literally, like off the top of my head, the most recent ones. Um, Something's killing the children. A uh, dollhouse, basket full of heads. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of like unearth. It's a Cullen Bunn book, so 
take that as you will. It's an amalgam of a lot of like things that you're probably familiar with. Um, but it's underground, so that has that claustrophobia attached to it. Yeah. Um, so there's something to that as well. There is something horror or thrilling, I would say, about Die. Yeah. At least in the imagery, oftentimes, but it's not a straight up horror book. Like it's the other four. No, mentioned. not like the others that I, I mentioned. I could yeah. go into greater detail, but I think we're good. Yeah. Salesman will be on there. Uh, Adam Asmo says, "Hey, all, how's your day?" Great. Good. Thank, Thank you. you. Hope your day is going well too. Yeah. Jay Kino says, current favorite X book? The main one. Yeah. I think uh, New Mutants. Really? Yep. Okay. Uh, Cubenix uh, or Cuben, Cubensis says, rewatching X Men 95 and Disney Plus. The nostalgia is real. It could also be Cuban CIS. Cuban CIS. There you go. Uh, but yeah, X Men 95 Whew. on Disney Plus. The whole series. It's great. Except for that last season. Eat that horse, got a dash, but happy anniversary to you both. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you. Hopefully you finished that, that, uh, that horse there, but thank you very much for the, uh, the kindness. Uh, and... Whoop, sorry. Uh, Tristan Langhorn says, can't stay, but you guys are great. Oh, well, thank you. Well, thanks for sticking thank around, you, man. You. And, uh, we'll see you in the repeat. <laughs> You're great, too. You're breathtaking. You're breathtaking. Uh, Algy Try says, well, well, if it isn't the Loose Cannon Sal and it's hardline partner Tiffany. <laughs> Wait, that's an alternate reality version. Eh, I still like these two. Have some money. <laughs> Thanks, Algy. I kind of want to read the other book. Yeah, that's way more fun. Yeah, than two people on the internet. Um, So that we can kind of roll into X-Men. Yes. I just want to say that I also read Savage Avengers. You did. Because it was brought up to me that that's where that um Doctor Doom, Doctor Strange, Conan story was going to happen. Mm -hmm. And indeed, that's what happened. Sweet. Um, at the end of Conan's adventure with um, uh, Cullen Goth, yes. he got an amulet that turns out to be the third eye of Agamotto. Oh no! What? Um, so like, it's like Steve has the first eye of Agamotto. There is a second eye of Agamotto that a dragon has, and then there's the third eye, like your third eye, right? The third eye of Agamotto, and now he has it, and Doom wants it. So Doom's like, he takes him to Latveria, mm -hmm. and like, in like instead of like just asking him for it or taking it from him, he's like. Here's a feast. Right. I'm trying to wine and dine you. He's trying to wine and dine him. And he, like, so Conan's like chowing down on that. And like, there are some really amazing crap going on in here because this is a Jerry Dugan book. And Jerry Dugan has been writing some of my favorite strange lately um, from that one issue he wrote. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, we watch Conan like chow down on this like chicken Turkey, That's turkey, I think, yeah. Um, goose, maybe? I, well, I, I think it's a Thanksgiving thing. Because it it like is. The... It's a holiday kind of thing. Um, and like Conan's like, will you not eat with me? And Doom's like, I, I, I don't fear not, not any poison. Yeah. Cause he assumes that what it is. He's like, I'm not afraid. I'm insulted. And I'm like, yeah, Conan, Conan feels no po fears, no poison. Right. And he's just, and then Conan goes into the whole, like, why do you hide your face? Yeah. He's like, because I've been, I've been well, scarred. He's like, I was wounded. And was Conan's wounded. like, I see. So you are vain. And I'm like, Conan just cuts to the heart of Doom. And Doom's like. He's Fair enough. been in the room with him for like 10 minutes and he's chowing down on turkey and wine and he's just like, oh, okay, oh. you're a vain jackass. Mm -hmm. Got it. Mm -hmm. So then Doom takes his mask off mm -hmm. and like and he sits across from Conan and then Conan just pushes the turkey at him so that he can take a turkey leg and they eat together. Yeah. I'm like, pretty dope. that's freaking awesome. And then his manservant comes in and says like, hey, there's someone at the gate. It's Steve. Steve's like, hey, I don't give him the freaking amulet. I tracked the amulet here. Victor, that's really funny that you'd want that because of course you do because you think it's really powerful but I think we better make sure it's not like cursed or bad or whatever before we do that. Yeah. And Conan's like looking at all these swords he's just like hey I don't want it because I don't like sorcerers. <laughs> I just want to sell it to the highest bidder. Right. And, and like 
Conan, Doom's like, well, like, I'm rich. Doom's like, that's fine. Conan seeks something higher than his station. That's fine. I got that. I can help him with that. Mm-hmm. So then they take him to where the amulet is, and Conan's hung it around the neck of a goat. Right. And he's like, the goat seems fine. It's a fine item. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and you should buy it at a high price. Yes. Steve, like, opens up the Eye of Agamotto, his Eye of Agamotto, to examine it. And, mm-hmm. like, Doom's like, I already tested it, Steve. Right. Okay? I know what I'm doing. Yeah, get out of here. And he's just like, yeah, you think your metallurgy is going to be able to tell you what's up? He's just like, I think there is a great power to this. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 there's a dark energy. Mm. And, like, you know, Doom's like, I fear no power. Like, it's it's fine. So then, like, Steve basically opens up a portal so yeah. that they can go check out. Um, to the Ditkoverse. <laughs> yes, to the Ditkoverse. No, but they're going to go check out Cullen Goth because he's not dead. Oh, like, no. He, like, he disappeared with him. And, like, Conan's like, I fought him many times. And, like, I've killed him many times. Right. And he just keeps coming back. So I'm going with you. Yeah. And so they all go on a merry adventure through the Ditko um, universe, basically, because they're going in that way so that they you can't see that they're coming. Colin Goth won't know that they're there. Right. And um, basically, um, they are about to enter into where he'll be. And, like, Strange is like, so when we get through here, he'll know that we're here. Yeah. So we might want to be, like, quiet about it and try to gather as much intel as possible. Mm-hmm. And, like, as he's saying this, Doom's like, Doom is cowed by no man. And, like, Conan likes this. He's yeah. just, like, a magician with the heart of a warrior. <laughs> Rock on! Yeah. So they enter in, and, like, Conan's like, you don't have to you don't have to go with a soft wizard. <laughs> Speaking to Steve, and he's like, mm, I don't need you, Conan! I don't need any of this! He's like, we'll go in quietly, Conan, all right? And we just see Conan immediately jump into battle, and he's just killing people left and right. Yep. And, like, I love this moment between Steve and Doom where they're looking at him, and Steve's just like, He's effective. Doom's like, he is that. Yes. Like, Conan, like they're not doing anything. Conan is just wrecking everyone's day. Right. And, like, he, they run on. They make their way, like, to where Colin Goss should be. He's not there. And, like, Conan's like, all right, here's the deal. We'll set a trap. He's not here right now. So here's what we're going to do. You guys go clean up all the bodies. I'll put on their guard. <laughs> right. And pretend to be one I'll of their I'll do a guards. Conan adventure. It's going to be great. And, like, Steve's like, he's growing on me. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. This is fun. Finally, the Steve like Conan book I want is going to happen. And instead Doom's like, I've had enough of this crap. And he just shoots Conan with magic, which <laughs> knocks him out of it. And he takes the amulet. And then now that he has the amulet in hand, um, he uses the crimson bands of Ciderac to get Steve out of the oh way. Oh my God. Right. And he's just like, right on. I got the amulet. Here we go. I'm going to do like what I'm supposed to be doing with this power. Because like it came to me in a vision. I'm supposed to have this. Yeah. And then the amulet immediately turns on him and it starts to tighten and it just pops his head off. What? <laughs> And then Cullen Gap shows up, and he's just like, cool. Ha ha. Hey, guys. Conan, yeah. Strange, we fought before. Because yeah. Strange has what fought Cullen Gap before. Oh. And so, like, this is what I was talking about, where they have crossover with yeah. this, with Shumagorath, with other things. And I'm like, yes. Thank yes. you. That's what I want from my Doctor Strange. Doom is clearly on the next cover. So, you know. So he didn't really die, but whatever. So don't worry about that, everybody. Probably a Doombot. Who knows? I don't care but this is awesome. Yeah. And I'm like back on Savage Avengers. Right. <laughs> That's cool. That's nice. So there you go. Yeah. And, uh, and finally, uh, before we wrap up, by the way, hashtag bloodshot. Oh, I dropped some stuff. When the first three issues, I think of bloodshot newest volume with some stuff in comes the out on Wednesday. You can get it and you'll get a sticker, and you get a sticker or something. It'll be fun. Some kind of sticker. Yeah. Hashtag bloodshot. I'm randomly gonna, selected. Sorry, I started shaking without you guys. That's okay. Uh, and yeah, X Men uh, number three from Hickman and uh, Lenil Yu. X Men number three, subtitled. Thank you for being a friend. Oh my God, X Men versus the Golden Girls. Which I think other people, I'm sure, have made that call. But I'm reading this, and I was like, I would oh really God. like to see this revival. 
Yeah. Uh, the long story short is that um, they can't access the Savage Land, the X-Men, that is. Yeah, yeah, because, like, the Savage Land is, like, growing crap. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, all of a sudden, like, these, like, uh, hazmat-suited, steampunky-looking individuals come through there and use this green goo to, to take out the mutants there. Yeah. And, like, start controlling the farms. And then it's revealed that it's a bunch of old gals. Yeah, who are called... Um, the horticulturists. The horticulturists. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is, without a doubt, the newest and greatest villains that the X-Men have ever faced. I don't care. I love no, them. No, I'm saying. Like, it's I... a group of... A gaggle of old broads who just want to... Okay. They're basically Poison Ivies. Yes, I know. And <laughs> so let's be honest, people. I love Poison Ivy. And I love the Golden Girls. Yeah. This is anything and everything I've ever wanted in life. Yeah, literally it's that. <laughs> it's just, it's if the Golden Girls were big Poison Ivy fans. They're yeah. like, they're going to revert the world back to a time when, you know, plants ruled or some crap. You know, they, they love plants and they want to like fix it. And, you know, but, uh-huh. so... You know. Well, no, it's not just that. Like, they've been working for companies who are using their, like, skills and, yes. like, research to fund what they wanted to, and they, they're tired of it. Right. They're at that point in their life, they're, they're like, done. The, the long game is not working. The Let's... long game is done. Also, like, why should you decide what yes. I'm doing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. You're not in charge of this crap. Yeah. Screw you. Uh, so, basically, the X-Men dispatch a team uh, to deal with these people. Yes. Uh, the team, of course... Uh, is the the dirty work team? It's Cyclops and Emma and uh, Sebastian Shaw because you know you need a you need a negotiator, I guess. I guess this. I I will say here's the thing about this book. Um, before we get into it even further, yeah. Um, initially, Lineal use Lineal. Yeah, Lineal. Lineal use artwork. I was not feeling it. Right, this issue in particular. It works right, for this issue. No, the most. right at the beginning, I still was not feeling it. Mm-hmm. But throughout the re- throughout the book. The coloring shifts, mm-hmm. and suddenly it all works. Yeah. And I don't blame him. I think the colorist at the beginning wasn't doing the work that was there justice. Yeah. And in particular, it wasn't working with the um, the line art, I would say. Yeah. And there were some panels later on where it's very flat coloration, and yeah. they're fantastic. Right. And so I just think it wasn't a good necessarily mm-hmm. I agree. that's just my opinion i'm hopeful that like that means that they noticed it and made the i'm wondering because it progressively got better yeah like, there's some really great panel work here right anyway uh, so the x-men face against the horticulturists and they're like yo knock it off yeah and it's funny because like we already seen these ladies are sassy with one another oh my god and so like whenever frost shows up she's like i don't hit old ladies right and, and i like, also can't read their minds mm-hmm. so sebastian shaw decides to woo them Right. I mean, you kind of missed, like, the, the big part of this. Well, part. there are two big parts. There's one where we see Gene and Emma interact with each other. And it's... It's very catty. It's like a dance. It is. It's well, very... Well, it, it's catty, but it's not, because they know exactly what they're doing. Right. Well, they're like... and they're, Well, at the end of their little, like, back and forth, they're like, ha, 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 let's have dinner later. We'll have, we'll have drinks. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about that, I guess. Uh, basically... Oh, I'm on the wrong thing. Um, you know... Emma shows up. Uh, they, this they, is in particular where some of the coloring falls flat for me. Yeah, it's not great. I was like, ooh, this is not doing that line art any help. No, but Emma makes her entrance, and Jean says, I love those shoes. 
Um, you know, Emma says you could borrow them. Jean says that she's not really into borrowing things. It's really more like your style. Right. Which I guess is implying. Well, like, she says you could borrow them, but they're not your size. They're right. Your size is too small. Oh. So she makes fun of her feet and then borrowing. Yep. And then You're a whore. Yeah. And then uh, says, okay, well, that was fun. Yeah. Let's get drinks later. Yep. Sure, you're buying. I'm always buying. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So anyway, they fight against these. Well, Sebastian Shaw decides he's gonna like. He's gonna woo them. You know, he's like, I'll impress them with my like fem- with my with my Sebastian Shaw e Wilds. Yes. And uh, they just shoot him in the face with green goop. Yeah, which like gets rid of his powers. Like he does have his powers. The though. goop in like renders mutant powers inert. Yes. Exactly. By the way, saw that coming from a mile away. You wasted an entire full page of Sebastian Shaw saying a whole bunch of bullshit. That you knew was just going to be... I didn't... Completely I, thrown in his... I was like... He, he's like, So yeah, I, 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 what we should do. And he's like... And I've slept with women who are old and young. And, and you know, like, you're no different. I'm I interested. I appreciated it because, again, it was a character moment. I, I'm okay with them taking it was up funny. that, that yeah. space. Because I thought the pacing in this was really good. It was good. I agree. Um, no, but... Uh, yeah. And then the snare drum, drum happens. They knock him on his ass. What I don't understand is how they get away. Because, like, Cyclops blasts them. One of them says, like, oh, you broke my hip. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. And then they take him down. Um, and they uh, they try to take out Emma. They give them their spiel about their whole backstory. Yep. And then they leave. Yeah, well, what are they going to do? I don't know. Like, what is Emma going to do? They're just going to blast her. Right. Well, so she's like, diamond, she so that. she could punch them or something. Right, you know, but like, they but they have long range. They will hit her. There's that, four true. of them with these green goop guns. Yeah, it's the goop guns. They really will get her, yeah. and then she won't be diamond anymore. Right. And they've already ruined her self-esteem. That's true. Like, yeah. they zing her in a way that only an old lady can. I loved it, too. Because there's a great, Because like, they won't curse, either. No. Which took me a little bit, because some of them, like, they bleeped out for themselves. I was like, is that... Wait, what? Yeah, what are you saying? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no. I love it. They call her a, they call her an S word with a serious P word problem. You yeah. need to wash yourself. Yeah, they call her, her a tart first. Yes, which is great. Yes. Um, but Emma's friggin' reaction is, is is the stuff of legend. It is. Where she's just like, This is a meme. What? <laughs> and like Cyclops is clearly trying to keep it together. Yeah, you know he's gonna like start laughing any second. Yeah, he's just like, mm, Oh just, no, I can't. I'm gonna tell Gene this later. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Emma's gonna take that out of his head later. Yeah. Like, I'm going to do a little Morty's mind blowers yeah, that, on you. That didn't happen. <laughs> these, these old ladies didn't get one up on me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so Cyclops got gooped. Yeah. So I got gooped. And then Emma tells the, 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 the council, like, we got a new problem. Yep. And they live in Florida. And they're, <laughs> they're going to go in on the lanai. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the, the, is, the horticulturist. Was this ridiculous? Yes. Very. Can I see that some people probably will see this as stupid? Totally. Sure. But it's like, this is what we're, sp- this is the thing that Hickman's doing with this series. Where right. he's like, look at the, fu- like, these are the, like, listen, if I wasn't going to just flip the whole universe over on its ass again, like if it wasn't going to be a big thing at the end, yeah. this is the, this is the life that the X-Men would deal with where it's like, they're dealing with their, with their Island. The Island just banged another Island and made a bigger Island. Like there's the horticulturist. Like I'm creating well, new characters. But what I think he's also doing is he's throwing all of these like balls in the air. Yes. That we don't know which one is the actual issue. No. And, like, and so like, there's something about that because there are things here that could either could be completely like, like a throwaway, throwaway and we'll never see it again. Or there could be things that could be, Develop later on. Yes. And I think that's kind of smart because he is doing this almost this magician act here where he's just like, oh, look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this. Yeah. So you'd never see what's coming. That's right. And I'm like, that's admittedly really well, cool. And you'll be surprised by how what, by how they'll all tie into each other. Yeah, and I really did like these characters. Yeah, they're fun. Um, I was like, all right, these are fun. 
fun. I had a really good time with it. I truly enjoyed it. It was my favorite X title of the week. Right. Easily. For me. Um, but again, I totally get where someone might have an issue with them. Big time. I completely can see it. Especially if like you've been like excited about the fact that um, like that X Men's back in a big bad way, and yeah. then they're like, oh, like, and they fight old ladies, right? Now they are very capable and they're smart right. and they're plotting and like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, it's just like, listen, I'm doing a new era of X Men. They're not gonna and they're not gonna fight Mister Sinister and Magneto and Apocalypse. Yeah. So what are they gonna fight? Like, they can't just be robots again. No. So it's like, look at all the. This is the new era of X Men villains, and right. it's like, it's a joke because they're old ladies, but it's all. But if they were sexy and young and thin and had like crazy outfits, you'd love it yeah so it's like it's just that it is just that but like it's also dealing with they're having like antagonists come from every side of what the x-men are dealing with right now from the genetic side from the like um avoiding uh ai yeah. side of it from the nature side of it now right. with these women and from like whatever the hell apocalypse is doing exactly which we will find out yeah nearby um, but yeah, so uh, I guess I recommend it, right? I'd maybe at the out. end of the day, maybe what we don't know is that like, there's like Hickman secretly setting up the people that the X Men are gonna have to lean on, mm-hmm. like join forces in order to stop Apocalypse. Yeah, like if he takes over Krakoa, they're gonna need those old ladies' ability to hack into it. Totally, yeah. Uh, TB says GBU inspired me to go digging through the boxes of flea markets today and found <gasps> gold snagged some great 88 JLI and the demon Etrigan with Lobo poster nice that's fantastic that's really fun that's exactly what I want you to do yeah with that. no good for you yeah uh, Alan Rosette says saw something about rent going up here are some couple nickels from oh, the tip jar thank you very much man thank you yeah it did um, and uh, ah and St. Lucia says uh, crisis commentary learn to say my name properly um, yeah, we're not going to do that uh, for both. Um, if you want to say how to pronounce your name, that'll work out great. Um, but I'm not going to do the commentary for, for Crisis. Uh, we will, however, if you're not familiar, there's a great new show called Savage Scream where we did commentaries for streaming services. Mm-hmm. So it's like uh, Disney Plus was the, got the first like entry. We did uh, Spider-Man the Animated Series uh, from 94. We did Iron Man the Animated Series from 94 and Silver Surfer from 98. Um, and uh, those are a lot of fun. Check them out if you haven't already. Nice. Uh, and we'll hopefully be rolling out with more in the future if the show succeeds exactly um, now, i, I, I want to do dc more later. yeah now before we get into our recommends i would say don't forget that you can enter the bloodshot giveaway that we're doing for this uh bloodshot volume one uh trade that uh we have right here it hasn't even come out yet here it is we have it for you yep um you just have to put hashtag bloodshot in the chat if you'd like to get one and our mod will take down your name if you say it one time she's got you that's right um so you know it's just you know you only get one entry per person no yeah and then we'll throw in a sticker when we send it off to you and why not that we made they're fun they're here they're gonna be for one of you yeah one That's right. Lucky person. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. <laughs> uh, so let's jump into some recommendations for books that we think we you should check out. Uh, what do you got? Oh, I was so not. For, I'm the one who was like, we're gonna go into recap, and then I'm like, oh, you mean me? Yeah. Or I you, mean, I can write, I can throw out no, one. No, I, I got it. All I'm, right, cool. I'm down. Uh, Savage Sword of Conan number twelve will come out um, this coming week. The Conan train's not stopping, and I'm on. I'm on board. Yeah, it's too bad Conan twenty ninety nine. I've got not a one way ticket. To Cone... To Chimeria. Yeah. There you go. Nice. <laughs> I'm coming for you, Crumb. Going mm-hmm. to the mountain. Um, this is by Alan Davis and Roy Thomas again. Um, so I'm so excited to see. They awesome. did like a like a short three issue last time around in Savage yeah. Sword. And now we're doing another one. Mm. I'm, I'm sure... It'll, I think it feels like there's going to be a time jump here. Mm. I'm excited. I'm down. Cool. I'm, I'm down to, to read. Um, Ghost Rider number three. It'll be coming out um, by uh, Ed Brisson and Aaron Cooter. Yep. Um, 
this is you know briston's writing 2099 he's writing this that's probably why he has blaze Mm -hmm. where he is um i like the second issue of this series more than the first one so i want to give the third one a try that's fair um dollhouse number two the the um short mini black label series hill house black label book um by uh mike carey and peter gross um this is the mike carey who wrote lucifer who's written many comics out there uh it has a straight up old school vertigo feel to it right so if you're missing that i would say go grab this because it has that feel yeah i have been longing for (laughs) um something is killing the children number four is coming out there's gonna be two variants on this they both look pretty cool i only noticed that because i was like what does the other one look like yeah um it's by james tynan uh, the fourth, Tynan. 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 The fourth, and uh, Werther Del Edra. Del. I'm really bad at names. That's fair. But yeah, uh, I, I would check that out as well. I literally love this series. I like. am looking forward to finding out what is killing the children. No, uh, yeah, I know. It's something. <laughs> it's something. And I'd like to know what that something That's is. That's fair. Uh, I'm going to recommend The Amazing Mary Jane. Uh, this series is just fun. It's just, it's just some fun stuff. Just like it. So check it out. Uh, Tales from the Dark Multiverse, uh, Teen Titans, The Judas Contract. That's right. How could The Judas Contract shit itself? I don't know. Let's find out by reading this. Maybe Terra wins. I mean, that, that's what the cover seems to indicate. And I'm going to... It's Dollhouse Family. I've been calling it Dollhouse because I... Because that sounds like that's what the name of it is. It's Dollhouse Family. Oh, okay. Sorry. It's that. All right. That's the one. Fair Go enough. get it. Yeah, check it out. Uh, Batman Curse of the White Knight. Finally, more book. <laughs> it's coming out. It's a really uh, neat cover. Man, Sean Gordon Murphy crushes it. He just knows what to do. Uh, also, are you ready for another Dark Knight Returns? Because Dark Knight Returns 3, 4, The Golden Child is coming out. Number one from Frank Miller and Raphael Grandpa. Oh my God. Well, that's I, That can't be how you say his name. <laughs> I've heard, I have literally listened to an interview with Frank Miller. He says Grandpa. Uh, I'm sure it's Grandpa, but uh, in any event, the Golden that, that Child. That sounds way better. Uh, the, I can't wait, man. First of all, uh, Frank Miller, no subheading, no Brian Azzarello bullshit, just mm-hmm. Frank Miller, this crazy bullshit. And you got Raphael Grandpa's crazy, awesome-looking art. Uh, I can't wait. With uh, not a pinch of irony, I'm just looking forward to reading it. Okay. I want to see how nuts this could get. It's uh, true. Uh, also, how Hawks and Pox are getting a hardcover. House of X, Powers of X, hardcover. All of them going together in one book. Wow. That's how they were going to handle it. It's one book. That's it. Damn. Yeah, it's not very big, so I'm going to move back. But, uh, yeah. Uh, we were talking about, like, how are they going to do it? Yeah. One book. Boom. Mm-hmm. No bullshit. Uh, I am really sick of 2099. I was really surprised by how, how fast that happened. But I am going to check out Doom 2099 because it's written by Chip Zdarsky. Oh. Yup. Oh, crap. I guess I'll have to read this now. Wow. Thanks, Zadarsky, for being so talented. Now I've got to read it. Oh, well. But uh, anyway, I'm looking forward to seeing all these books. Uh, these are the books we think you should check out on New Comic Book Day on Wednesday. As we roll closer to the holidays, there'll be fewer books that come out. So, you know, stock well, up. What's funny is this time next week, we'll be... You know, talking about whether or not Doomsday Clock is coming out. Oh my god, Doomsday Clock is supposed to come out on the 18th. We'll see. I, I mean, right? I know they said it's coming, but like... It's coming. It might not. Who <laughs> there's, knows? There's plenty of time for it to be late. 
But uh, yeah, so let's find out who won. Let's do it. This. Uh, by the way, if you do win, please email me your contact information, which I can then send over to the Valiant people who will send it to you. Uh, contact me using the email address sal at comicpop.net. Uh, I'll be able to use that. Uh, just just email me at that address, and I will take your information down, and we'll, we'll make it all happen. But uh, <laughs> you need to be able to do that. And, and, and it, would be, it would be really, really terrific if you were in the continental United States. That would, that would help everybody out a lot. Um, but yeah, so uh, shoot me an email when you win. Whoever it is that has won this this, this contest. Uh, a winner has been chosen according to our mod Danielle, and that winner is Charlotte Hefke. Or Hefke. Uh, Charlotte Hefke, congratulations! Charlotte, you have this, and maybe one of these. One of these. Not, I, what, I, I handed these to them. No. <laughs> one of the, you got this. Congratulations, you Charlotte. You the whole time. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're bad with names. Yeah. So much so that I just ask people when I when I meet them, just just spell it out for me phonetically, give it to me yeah, like that. Exactly. I need it. Um, but yeah, uh, Charlotte Hefke, congratulations on winning the Bloodshot book. Uh, once we get a con, uh, you know, confirmation that you have won, uh, hey, hey, congratulations, that's great. Uh, so yeah, email me sal at compop.net, uh, and I will take down your information and send it over to Valiant. Make sure that you get what's coming to you. Uh, that sounded ominous, but it's not. Just getting a comic. But, uh, yeah, so there we go, everybody. We'll see you guys next time. By the way, before we go, um, we're going to do another giveaway uh, to <gasps> next week. Uh, for the next three weeks, we're going to be doing Valiant giveaways. So if you didn't get a chance to win this time, come back next week. Do the, the We'll do a different hashtag, but come back next week. We'll do another giveaway where you will get not only a sticker, but also a comic from your good people at Valiant. Uh, so congratulations to Charlotte Hefke for uh, succeeding in winning by uh, random selection. Yeah. Uh, please email me, sal at compop.net, and I will get back to you as soon as I can. Uh, ah, you're in Germany. Okay, well, we'll make that happen anyway. That's we'll fine. What happens. Uh, make it work. But uh, yeah, so uh, thank you very much, everybody, for watching. Uh, don't forget to like this video, subscribe to our channel, click the bell to get notifications, click all notifications to actually get those notifications. Uh, you know, sign over your firstborn child, uh, fill out a you know change of address form, and then uh, you know shine a light in the sky, and then you'll get a notification that a video came out on this channel. But we want to thank you so much for hanging out with us, of course, in the live episode of Off the Rack. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you guys next time with an all-new episode. Stay tuned this week. We're looking forward to doing more and more videos for you, uh, and there's more to come. So That's right. stay and tuned. Thank you to everybody for the anniversary wishes. Yeah, that's that was very, you. very sweet of you. Thank um, you all so, so not much. Not only um, just today on social media in general, but also in this chat. You guys are so wonderful. So thank you so much for that. Yeah, thank you so much. And we'll see you guys next time with an all-new episode. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. Hello, everybody. Bye, guys. <laughs>